Hello and welcome to BakaCast episode 384, a show where we talk about anime and sometimes yell about it. Uh, I am your host, Dustin, and with me today is Larry. Ugh. And Ben. What's up? Uh, you can find uh, showing us for this episode at www.projectharuhi.net uh, or at audioentropy.com. And on this episode of BakaCast, we will be finishing up our review of Banana Fish, covering episodes 8, uh, no, 19 through 24, I believe. 17. Uh, no, 17. 17 through 24. I can't count. Uh, and. Uh, we will also be giving our 2018 awards four months late. It's fine. <laughs> so, uh, also, Aaron is here in the background. He's not recording himself because he doesn't actually have anything co- to contribute to the uh, discussion. He's just there so he can occasionally chime in and annoy me because that's how my best friend works. Uh, he just said yay. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Banana Fish to get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, Banana Fish is a show that existed and ended. Thank goodness. Man, I, I'm i almost not sure. I, I almost don't want to say a whole lot because I feel like I've covered this in... In the previous two times we talked about Banana Fish, because, like, it keeps doing the same things. Like, I was really hoping that in episodes um, 17 through 24 that we would stop focusing so much on, like, the homosexual rape. But then, even in these episodes, it gets brought up. In fact, like, literally literally the only gay bar we see in the series uh, is brought up because they are specifically investigating a sex criminal who operates out of the gay bar. Which... Ah. God. God damn it. You know... I hate it. I hate it so much. Yes. Yeah, Uh, right. And, yeah, so basically all the normal gay couples in the gay bar are just background. Yeah, like, like literally the, the only, the only positive depiction of a gay man in this series, like explicitly gay, is Ash. Because at the end they give A.G. some plausible deniability by literally having him call like uh uh ash like his his friend they they you they is that and it's not just like a sailor moon translation he actually says tomodachi um so it's not like the subtitles you know messing with us uh so there's plausible deniability given to ag at the end uh so really the only explicitly gay male in this series is ash He's the only positive depiction, and he dies at the end. <laughs> it's I I just have to laugh because otherwise I'm going to scream. <laughs> uh, 
And you know, yeah, that 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 kind of that kind of left a the, that that very very end kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Although it's not like it came out of nowhere because they've been sort of storing that one up for well, like yeah. the whole last third of the show uh, because it was like right. So to sum up, okay, like the first half of the last episode. Ash and company defeat all the bad guys, and basically they and they uh, let's see they destroy the formula. They destroy the formula and all the research data for banana fish, and you know, <clears throat> Dino and like, and let's see. Oh yeah, the, uh, let's see this uh, like this. Uh, oh yeah, this uh, let's see this rapist soldier dude, uh, Edward Fox, who. Uh, who Dino had called, who Dino had called in to, uh, you know, to deal with, to deal with Ash. Yeah, you know. Fox with two X's at the end, which yeah. is how you know he's a badass. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, it's, yeah, right, so this, yeah, so this dude Fox, so this dude Fox, he's like, just like, well, basically, basically, uh, sort of, uh, he's like, Trying basically trying to compete with Dino to be to see who can be more loathsome, um, pretty much. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> it's uh, right. So yeah, well, Fox uh, gets uh quite deservedly shot in the face. So that was so no, that that worked ahead. that worked out nicely. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, it, oh yeah, and Ash. Uh, oh yes, Ash stabs him with a stabs him with a power drill. Um, that oh was... yeah, that was like the that was the last episode, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I saw that, and like, yeah, as Ash is getting stabbed, he is he's got a power drill in his hand. He's just like literally drilling into the dude's heart. <laughs> it's like, yo, Ash, that's hardcore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That... It's, uh, right. So, okay, so, right, okay, by the end of the, like, so, like halfway through the, the last episode, they, okay, all the bad, they've, they defeated all the bad guys, and they defeated Not all the bad all. guys, but, you know, and, and, like, you know, and, like, Ash is doing this whole thing where he's, like, oh, he doesn't want to see, he doesn't want to see AG because, you know, he wants AG to, like, you know, basically stay away from his, like, world of crime and murder and madness. Okay, yeah, but then, yeah, but then, at, like, the last minute, at, like, the last minute, while, like, uh, <clears throat> while, uh, Ash is reading a letter, reading, a, reading, like, a, uh, farewell letter from A.G., uh... Yeah, like, this really emotional letter where A.G. is tied about his feelings for Ash and saying, you're my precious friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. Ash gets uh, stabbed by this uh, stabbed by this Pow. Chinese dude. Yeah, Pow. like specifically, like Ash reads a part of the letter, and I, I guess he's moved. I, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure what he's intending on doing. Like, if he is trying to catch up to try to get to uh, meet Ag before he officially leaves or something, but he suddenly gets up from the bench and then just starts running, and then like, uh, yeah, um. Uh, this guy, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Lao. Lao. Yeah, Lao, Lao just shows up out of nowhere and, like, 
No, he rushes him into in... him with a dagger. When Shin brought him Eiji's letter, Tao was shadowing him at the library. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, like, Lao just shows up and, like, intercepts Ash as he's just, like, running somewhere. Uh, And, yeah, he just gets stabbed. (laughs) And then, unlike the many other times Ash has been stabbed, this time it works. Well, you kind of got that uh, Spike Spiegel fade out there. You know, he's laying in the table and everybody thinks he's asleep. Is he or is yeah, he? this this one is even more explicit than, than Spike's death, I would say. Uh, yeah, that was... And, and you know, and the thing was... It, and Okay, it sort of makes sense in character, but it was so avoidable. Because... Yeah, like... The, it's thematically appropriate and like out of con like out of context of the rest of the show I would like if all my other issues with the show did not exist I would be totally fine with this ending um it's just given the context of all the other problems I have with banana fish it is really not a good look that you're killing your only positive gay person <laughs> Well, and the other thing uh, is, it's, it's, this is all Ash's fault because he let Shin tell everybody how uh, the other guy died, why he died, why why Ash had to kill him. Uh, there wouldn't be the reason to be for him to get stabbed. Yeah, right. And like combine that with the fact that, like, literally at the same time that you know Ash again, the only positive portrayal of a gay person is dying. You uh, like you're essentially ending it with Ag calling him. Tomodachi instead of something more explicitly uh, intimate. So, yeah, it's it's frustrating. It's it's really really frustrating um, when combined with all the other problems I have with the show, which is unfortunate because like the last the last couple episodes I was mostly enjoying like i it sucked that they you know kept referring back to sex criminals whenever they had to introduce another bad person it's like oh yeah here's another person involved in the gang yeah they also are a sex criminal great (laughs) keep going back to that well uh but for the most part like the action is fun uh, the final like scenes in the skyscraper were pretty enjoyable, so it 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 could have ended on a high note for me uh, in that last episode, uh, but man, it it just super did not. <laughs> yeah, I have these these snow the sniper taking out the helicopter pilot. I have to give kudos at least. They shot the guy on the right, on the correct side of the helicopter, because pilots don't sit on the left in helicopters. They do sit on the right. Oh, I actually did not know that. Yep. <laughs> That's cool. Yep. Now, I guess now I know where to position my sniper. Uh, <laughs> cough, Aaron. Uh, if I ever need to take down a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, works for you. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, shoot straight. Boy, you're asking a lot, aren't you? 
Hey! Look, Aaron, Aaron would be perfect as a sniper because he's he's an expert at just sitting in one place for extremely long periods of time. Yeah, Ed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I do want to note that Aaron said he, I do need to note for the record that Aaron just told me that he'll kick my ass, but also that I'm not wrong. So let the record state that see, I am not lying. See, if you want to defend yourself, Aaron, you have uh, to join the recording. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the pro the problem the problem with kicking my ass is he'll have to get up first. Yeah. But, okay, but so setting aside, uh, yes, <laughs> setting aside. Sorry. The way the way the show handles gay representation, uh, I think, you know, and obviously, like, yeah, the the unsavory, the unsavory, the unsavory material that they that they explore, I think, as a crime thriller, it's pretty solid, and there's a a lot of, yeah, and there's a lot of characters uh, get their moments to shine, like. I especially, I especially like the way uh, Max's ex-wife Jessica comes back into the story. Oh yeah, like one of the only women that shows up in the entire show, <laughs> and she is one of the coolest. <laughs> like she, she puts almost the entire cast to shame with how badass she is. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, you have to figure out that. Uh... Uh, you know, she she married Max for one reason or the other. True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, they also also one of the new, one of the new characters, the interest who's actually really an interesting character is uh is this uh this assassin dude Blanca, who's like uh, ex uh, who's like ex Russian special forces, and he's got. He has an interesting character arc, I think. You know, because, like, he starts out basically being, you know, you know, basically being hired to, uh, being, you know, being hired, being hired by Dino to capture Ash, but he says, like, okay, he's only there for that one job. But then, uh, but then, uh, let's see, uh, UA, uh, but then UA Long, this, uh, this yeah, this Chinese gangster who like helps out, who like helps out Ash at one point, but is like, but kind of hates him and especially hates Ag. You know, he gets uh, he gets Blanca on he gets Blanca to work for him by basically you know, I guess sort of kind of blackmailing him with uh, uh, info about his past and. You know. You know. Yeah, I mean, like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but and then right, and then Blanca, right, and so you know, so Blanca, you know, he, you know, he actually keeps trying, he keeps like trying to get Yue Long to dial it down, and like, yo, don't mess with Ag. Ag's Ag's good people. And yeah. The scene where Ag gets shot in and uh, like Ash just goes into full on rage murder mode, like he just becomes a gun berserker, 
is pretty good. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, there's... That's the thing. There's, like... There's a whole lot of good like, stuff and, in and this show. And it's why I'm so frustrated that I didn't like this show more. Because um, there's a lot of good... There's a lot of stuff I do like about it. But also, like... The... the in, like... All throughout the show, it's it's just peppered with things that make me extremely uncomfortable, um, and and not for like good storytelling reasons, um, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm extremely conflicted about Banana Fish. Well. Mm. Did I hear? Did I hear something sounded like noise in the background? Yeah, Aaron tried static, to distract me by static singing maybe? "Banana Fish." Static, <laughs> very badly, I might add. <laughs> see, see, this is what happens when Aaron wants to be on, but he also doesn't rec- want to record himself. It's just he, we can just dunk on him, and, and there's no recourse. Yes, face it, Aaron. You're working on three against one. It's not going to be fair. Yes, he. I mean, yeah, I could re- remove your recording, even if you did actually record with us. But do you know how little effort I put into editing these things? Yeah, I know. That'd be way too much work. Yeah. Uh, right. Sometimes, sometimes we've accidentally slipped beyond the PG thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I think I think my overall assessment of Banana Fish is that it's a flawed but worthy series. Uh, I think it has yes, it has problems, but I was willing to look past them because it has its virtues and I respect it. And so I'm going to give the show overall a four. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, I think... I think four these, is too generous. I'm going to go with a two, just because I I wasn't nearly as able to, like, look past or, or forgive the issues it had. Um, and then I feel there are, like, way better... Uh, way better shows for uh, gay representation these days um, than what we got in Banana Fish. So I don't even think it's particularly, at least at least not today. I don't think it's particularly good for that either. Uh, um, I'm gonna split the difference uh, and call it a three. Yeah, I'm. Well, that's the thing is that. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that it's that it's handling of gay representation is actually good. Uh, I'm just going to say that I'm just going to say that uh, I didn't I didn't absolutely hate it for that. It didn't yeah, make me I mean, it didn't make me hate the show. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like if you can get past how very grim and gritty and edge lordy it can be. Um, then you'll you'll find a pretty decent crime drama, uh. But but that's kind of a big ask for a lot of people, I think, especially when there are crime dramas that are just as good or, or better that that don't have the same stuff weighing it down. 
Well, and I want to say something else here. What was the biggest thing that the Paris held them up on? Wasn't Banana Fish got them on the uh, the uh, running the boys' uh, uh, escort service? Yeah, that's that's the words I want to use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they never broke they never broke banana fish to the public, but they did find out about the boys' escort service. Right, yeah, which basically sunk a which basically sunk a whole lot of political careers. Which, <sighs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I, that'll I think that'll be it for banana fish. I think we've we've all said sort of like everything we really had to say about it. Um, I do want to. Uh, read off some tweets I got from Fathomless Blue about it because uh, I think they're interesting and uh, uh, worth mentioning on the podcast. Uh, so uh, this is in response to a tweet I made yesterday. Well, probably not yesterday for anyone listening to this, but the day before I re- we recorded this episode uh, where I talked about how kind of miserable I was watching the show and like sort of was asking for other perspectives um, and Fathomless Blue says, uh, I gave up on it halfway once I realized it was full on edge. I mean, I'll always appreciate Mappa's focus on adapting older works, but as gritty 80s BL, it only just reinforced that classic genre titles can be just as bad as modern examples, albeit it, albeit in fundamentally, fundamentally different ways. As for praise, most of the positivity I ever heard came from old heads talking about the manga. The adaptation seems to be far more divisive, with this weirdly half-formed attempt to modernize it in very distinctive ways, yet ignoring other aspects, the cities, fashion, etc. Apparently, uh, there was a lot of behind-the-scenes turmoil, with either the producer or scriptwriter making things especially difficult for the director. If you look at her previous work on Free, you can sort of see how she was held back from cementing her vision. Not that it would have changed the material. Banana Fish feels like just a classic example of the kind of angry pulp mostly found in hyper-violent OVAs and dystopian sci-fi of the 80s. It's definitely out of favor with current sensibilities. Depends whether people see that as a plus. Uh, which, yeah, that that is a, I think, uh, very valuable thing to know about the show. I actually didn't realize that they tried to modernize it from its original manga Oh yes, um, the uh, the manga existence. the manga okay the manga came out originally came out in 1985, and uh, it had uh, it had Ash's brother was a Vietnam veteran who who, okay. who got dosed he got dosed by he got dosed with banana fish while fighting in Vietnam. Um, huh. And I I did see like uh, panels of of the manga, and the art style definitely looks different compared to what we got in in the anime right um yeah and uh, right and obviously yeah they didn't have uh yeah they they didn't have uh they didn't have smartphones or anything like that because uh, yeah this was the 80s um so they modernized it <laughs> uh yes so there was that all right, uh, so that'll be it for Banana Fish. Let's move on to our very, very belated 2018 Anime Awards. <laughs> yes. yes, our retrospective, our retrospective look at 2018. 
Yeah, of a sorts. I, th- I think uh, Larry and Ben will probably have more to talk about because I didn't uh, really watch a whole lot, especially near the lat- latter half of 2018. But uh, I'm gonna give it our best shot here. I'm going to rattle off my five best and then some also rands, and then I'm going to let you guys run with it because, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Sounds good. Go for it, Larry. Well. It was a toss-up on my five best, but I came up with a place further than the universe, Violet Evergarden, uh, Hero Academy third season, uh, Sword Out Online, Gun Gale Online, and, um, oh, I got six. So, uh, Island and uh, Zombieland Saga. All right, that's a, that's a pretty solid list. And then uh, also Rans would have been uh, Eurocamp, Hison Masotan, uh, Love is Hard for an Otaku, Honey Bado, Harukana Receive, Goblin Slayer, and Release the Spice. Alright, so we got some honorable mentions there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think instead of starting with my top five, uh, Ben, do you want to go through the, the category awards first? Okay, so we have, uh, uh, let's see, Best Ending Theme. Uh... Yeah, so uh, my pick for that is Hisano and Masotan. With okay, sorry, are we doing like best ending theme? My audio just cut out. <laughs> uh, yes, best ending theme. My pick. Okay, yeah. My pick, Hisano and Masotan. Yeah, I I agree with that. I was really struggling to to remember an ending theme that stuck with me from 2018. Uh. And then you mentioned he's an Ada Masaton and like the dancing to the sort of French pop song sort of, uh, well, actually I'm not sure if it'd be considered a pop song. I don't know what genre that is. It's, it's uh, a, it's a pop song, but it's a very retro pop song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and as, as much as I had issues with he's an Masaton, that was a very charming ending theme. Uh, I cannot deny that. So it definitely gets my vote for best ending. Um, for, for best opening, uh, I personally enjoyed Garo Vanishing Line's first opening theme the most. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, my pick for best opening. Okay, this is a a bit of an odd one, but Overlord Season 3, which... Put it in perspective, okay, yeah, the animation is okay. It's 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 got some like kind of creepy CG uh, in like animation of the characters. No, but the song, the song is uh, basically uh, okay. It's by a uh, myth and by uh, by the band Myth and Roid, uh, and it is heavily auto tuned. But that makes it even more disturbing because the. Uh, because there's a whole lot of, like, the lyrics are all about, like, eating people. And, uh, and the chorus goes, I am very, very crazy. In, like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and, yes, with, like, like, with, like, heavy use of auto-tune, which really plays up just how crazy the singer is. It's amazing. Hmm. Uh... Honorable mention, honorable mention for, honorable mention, I think, for opening themes would go to Kokoku, which... Uh, I'd probably give my honorable mention, if we're doing it, to Pop Team Epic. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's the thing is that yes, that that would be like. I mean, yeah, that's like there's like that. Oh, the opening animation is just like memes all over the place, but and so many and so fast that I can't even follow them. It is. It is. It's a shit post in opening theme ver- in form. Like it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's move on to best male character, which I will give to Sword from Garo Vanishing Line, one of my favorite pra- main 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 protagonists in recent years. Honestly, uh, I'm gonna give it to Bakugo from My Hero Academia, season three, because uh, interesting Bakugo. Yeah. Is, is the choice, huh? Well, because, okay, this season, he has he has an amazing character arc. True, he did get a lot more character development. And, yeah, it, <clears throat> he, uh, I, yeah, and, and I especially, I especially, I especially love the moment, like, sort of, yeah, like, you know, like, right before, yeah, right before, you know, All Might delivers United States of Smash. You know, Bakugo actually shows what he's really made of. You know, when faced with the temptation to join the villains, he's like, no, not having any of it. Yeah, I, I even though I still personally don't like Bakugo very much, like, there is, I can absolutely see the argument for him being, uh, like, people's favorite, especially in the most recent season. Well, well, like, I, I think it did a lot for him. Well, yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't pick him because he's likable, because he's not likable, and that's part <laughs> of the point. The point is, is that he's a well-developed character. True, true. Um, for best female character, I mean, I gotta go with Nero from Fate Extra. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with Juri from Kokoku. Because yeah, yeah, because she was pretty good. Yeah, and she's a yeah, and she's like yeah, and, and right, and she's a she's a great example of you know she's also an example of a protagonist because she is the one that really holds the thing together, and it's her character arc, you know, turning from like an ordinary woman to like a fierce fighter and leader that really makes the show. Yeah, yeah. She, it, like honestly, if it weren't for here, if it weren't for Jury, I probably would have dropped that show very early on. <laughs> uh, next up is uh, biggest surprise, which for me was Pop Team Epic, mostly because I was shocked that a adaptation was even made of it, and that it somehow worked being adapted from, like, Twitter, like, random Twitter comics to an actual anime <laughs> series. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's, like... You know, the thing is, is that I'm not sure how true how true the show is to, like, the original manga, but... Well, it's not really a manga... <laughs> <laughs> it's just just a bunch of like it's just a bunch of like short Twitter comics. <laughs> well, yeah, it's well, it's yeah. So 
It's more akin to, like, a, a four coma, yeah. honestly. But, right. And, yeah, that's, you know, that's been done, and I think in Pop Team Epic's case, yes, it's it's amazing. It, it It's kind of amazing that, uh, yes, it's kind of amazing that they even made it, and that they even got it to work. They even got it to work as well as it did. Uh, and the, how well it worked was kind of hit and miss. But... I will acknowledge that there were some bits that there were some bits that worked great. Yeah, like how could you not love Hellshakeiano? Oh, Hellshakeiano was amazing. <laughs> uh, what's your biggest surprise? Uh, Zombieland Saga. Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, because okay, it's like not only right. You think okay, a show yeah. a show called Zombieland Saga. It's like. Oh yes! Oh, not only was it a show about zombies. Yes, huh? not only was it not a zombie apocalypse show, it was an idol show with actual spot-on trans representation. Yeah, like not even like plausible deniability, like explicitly so, like almost aggressively so. And it was like, by I I still haven't watched I still haven't like watched the whole thing, but. Like, supposedly very good throughout as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, even the weakest episodes were okay, and the strongest episodes were amazing. Yeah, I'm still working my way through Gridman, but Zombieland Saga is next on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Before we get to our uh, top fives or, or top threes, uh, whichever um, last the last category we have here is most disappointing. Uh, for me, uh, for me, this one was Kokoku. I think uh, because as much as I like the character of Jury, like this show had such an interesting premise, and then proceeded to do so very little with it. Um, and then just had, like, a really weird Deus Ex Machina ending that kind of just deflated any tension. <laughs> it was... I, I was hoping for so much more. Okay. Uh, let's see. My most disappointing... Um, trying to think. There was... Uh, Surely you were disappointed by something. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I'm... Dar- Darling in the Franks? Yes, yeah, I'll give it that. I think, it, <laughs> like, yeah, because I think the last, the last, ha- the latter half of that show really, yeah, that one, it really, uh, it really messed, it really met it really was a mess. There was yeah. nothing darling about that show. Yeah, for, from everything I've heard from people who did stick with that show... Um, it sounds like most people, if they didn't turn on it early, definitely turned on it, turned on it in the back half. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, like, the first half was, I mean, the first half was pretty decent, but then it just fell off a cliff. Although it made a partial recovery at the very, very end, but still not enough to make up for, still not enough to make up for the crap that went before. Yeah, that's, that is unfortunate. Well, if, if, since we're discussing things we were disappointed with, actually, I had a show that kind of 
will mess with most people's mind if they're not open to pliancy, and that would be Island, where the characters think they're traveling forward in time, but they're actually traveling back in time. So the lovers end up thinking that they've found each other, but it's actually he's found his daughter. That's real weird. <laughs> Island. Island. Oh yeah, it's it's a it's an adaptation of a visual novel, which which I gave up about I gave up on about halfway through, uh, well, because they... like for like there was like a whole like like midway through the show it didn't seem to be going anywhere. Ooh, well, these screenshots was... sure do seem like lolly bait, don't they? <laughs> They were uh, running around. They were running around in circles until uh, about episode ten, and then see, because he'd always been the one who was time traveling to the future. Well, she decided the last time through that she was going to join him, so she showed up before he did. And of course, they had had a romantic interlude before they had separated the first time, and so she had delivered a daughter and had a daughter about the age that she was the last time he saw her, and. And yeah, it goes and so it it finally works out, but it's like that is so weird. Oh, okay. Also, <laughs> all right. I want to go back. I want to go back and uh, give another shout out for male characters uh, sure. because this is a give. Okay, and I'm gonna get. I, I got. I gotta mention the enigmatic ga- enigmatic Gale from Thunderbolt Fantasy, which, uh, as far as how anime it is, it's a little iffy, but. The character is amazing because he's like this, yeah, he's like this guy, he's like this guy who just, he lives to troll people. And, and mostly he trolls the bad guys, but occasionally he trolls the main character. (laughs) (laughs) And, And he is a hell of a lot of fun to watch. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, Ben and I, I think, will give our uh, top lists. So I actually do have a top five here. Uh, at a number five, I'm going with Planet With. At number at number four, I'm going with Lupin the Third, Part Five. Uh, in number three, I've got Hinamatsuri. Uh, in number two, I've got Fate Extra Last Encore. And number one, a place further than the universe. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So for my list, uh, number five, I've got uh, March comes in like a lion, which actually finished in the winter, so it counts in the ah, 2018 okay. show. Uh, let's see. Number four, My Hero Academia season three, because. Yes, this was the season they had United States of Smash and many other awesome things. That was a very good episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, Bakugo's character arc comes into its own. And yeah. There's, uh, and, alright, let's see. Yeah, number three, Thunderbolt Fantasy, because, uh, hell yeah, I'm counting it as anime. Actually, no. Uh, no, you could totally count no, but, that. No, but uh, but yeah. Except, all right. Uh, number two, Planet With. 
And uh, number one, place further than the universe. Did all three of us put a place further than the universe in the number one spot? Larry, is it your number one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Despite our list being pretty different, all of us had a place further than the universe in the very top spot. So yeah. that should probably say something about that show. Oh yeah. Honorable mention. Honorable mention goes to Zombieland Saga. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That's honorable. Honorable. I haven't watched this all of this yet, but I will probably greatly enjoy this mention to Gridman and yeah, Zombieland Saga. Uh, yeah, my uh, so. my honor my uh, my honorable mention <laughs> my my example my my version of that is that like the yes the uh, show that I'm in, that I'm enjoying so far, but haven't quite finished yet. But I'm sure I'd put it in my list if it if I had finished it is Golden Comedy. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's one that uh, Fabulous Blue seems to be enjoying quite a bit as well. Oh yeah, like um, the episodes I've seen are hella entertaining. I I'm glad I'm glad to I'm glad to hear that it recovered from the bear. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh that that poor bear. That's okay. I I gotta admit. I mean. As much as I like the show, that bear was janky. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> it was great, but also, um, so I did. Now, Aaron just mentioned that he'd like to think it was done on purpose, would which would make it a bear so on much purpose? better. Wait a minute, a bear be on purpose? Uh, on purpose? Never mind. So, so I did ask for some questions on Twitter, and I did get a few. Uh, oh, so I've got one from uh, Tabletop Gamera, uh, and she says, "Would you ever consider naming a child anime?" <laughs> I wouldn't even consider naming a child something more subtle, like I don't know, Saber, uh, like Cheryl. <laughs> so. Well, actually, Cheryl's a normal name, so I would consider naming a child that. But yeah, no, I wouldn't name a kid Saber. Though that would be badass. Uh, especially uh, if she swung a mean sword. When when KH3 was coming out, uh, I did, like, people were tweeting stories about meeting uh, other people in line who were saying, like, like, uh, I saw someone tweet about waiting in line for the release at midnight and saying they met a person in line who introduced their, their like daughter who they had had like between the release of cage two and cage three, who was named Kyrie. <laughs> so, uh, hmm. but yeah, no, I, I, I would never consider naming a child anime or anything particularly anime related. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like no, 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 Aaron says, it would require me to have a kid first. This is, so the thing is, I, pro I don't really have a desire to have a kid anyway, so I don't think it's ever going to be an issue that a kid you can would have to deal with, with me being attempted to name them something very embarrassing. 
Well, it depends on how young it is when you adopt it. If it does, if it doesn't, if it doesn't respond to the name, then you can change it. Never mind. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Um, that would be then. Uh, from uh, Rhetoric Acrobat on Twitter, uh, uh, Sierra, who is also my uh, my fellow host on the Gotch Journalism uh, podcast. Please listen to that. I beg of you. Um, give me more attention. Uh, she says, if you had to. D- if you had to design an anime specifically targeted to annihilate your entire existence, what would it be? Oh, jeez. That, that is... Be difficult. Mm. So, it's definitely going to be a harem anime of some sort. What do you think? Uh, oh, okay, so it's a, it's a harem anime. All, all of the characters are... Well, no, all, all of the characters are, um, are in some way, like, each of them uses a different excuse to look like they're 10, but they're actually, like, 200 or whatever. So, like, one is an elf, one is, like, a vampire, or one is a lich or something. Um, but also, they're all, they're all, like... Um, related to the male character, but not by blood. Cousins? No, wait a minute. That's by blood. Well, just depends. They're all of them are like stepsisters, (laughs) or like adopted, or something. Existential princess is starting to sound like. And God, what would the plot be about? Uh, It would be a card game anime. I thought you'd do a girls' (laughs) volleyball team. Oh, all. Okay, so it would be a card game anime where, like, the cards that the male character puts down are the are the stepsisters. Oh, so okay. All oh, right, so you're bringing in the so you're bringing in the step incest angle. Yes, exactly. That's yeah, a way to so, that's a way to make a harem annihilate your entire existence. Yeah, yeah. So that that is that is my formula for how to make an anime that is designed to just hurt my hurt me at my very soul. Well, it's, oh. and, and, and the kicker would be that your sister that's been off out of the country studying comes back and walks in on this and goes, "Can I join?" Um. Oh, also, one additional thing. There is, like, an actual... There's one adult female character who actually has, like, a really cool design and actually gets good writing, but she only appears for, like, five minutes through the entire series. Because to, really to really make it hurt, you gotta put one thing in there, I like enjoy. Like your sister character that's been off studying abroad. <laughs> okay, alright, alright. So, here we go. Here's my take. Here's my All take. Right. All right, it'll be an isekai. <laughs> Perfect. All right, starting off strong. Okay. Yes. It basically, think. All right, the most loathsome isekai in existence. All right. Where? Yes. So gate. Oh wait, no, not gate. Yeah, gate. <laughs> no. No gate. <laughs> ga- okay. No. Oh true, no, true. no! Gate, gate is the gate is one of the lesser offensive isekai. No, nah, we're somehow. we're talking okay, despite being about imperialism. Yeah, yeah. The, no, the, the, okay. Yeah, no, for an isekai to be truly loathsome, it actually has to go in all in on defending slavery. Oh God, yeah, you're right. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
that's the kind oh, of no. that's the kind of thing that would just be like I mean because you know having slavery in an isekai setting not a deal breaker you know I mean like I think uh, Shield Hero for instance is actually not too bad about not too bad about that uh but like no but like actually like you know actually like not saying like not like no pussyfooting around no like I'm uncomfortable with it but I have to accommodate but no like no yes these slaves actually deserve to be slaves kind of thing yeah That's you gotta make of... your isekai say what if this was good actually no yeah, that's... <laughs> yes. So you're saying it's an isekai that's set in an alternate version of America where the South won the Civil War. Uh, well, more like more like uh, an isekai where the main character internalizes the, atti- the social attitudes of the Confederacy. Oh, man. God. Can you imagine isekai made by Japan that's all about like memorializing the confederacy I'm I'm getting uncomfortable just thinking about the concept <laughs> yes next See, question I think I think I think you're beating my idea already <laughs> in terms of loathsomeness <laughs> next question yes now you know this is what it takes this is what it takes to to have an anime that annihilates your existence. Oh boy! All right. Well, yeah, I don't. I, I don't really know how we top that. I feel loathsome just thinking about it. We don't. Well, we actually, I, I think I do know how you could theoretically top that, but I super do not want to say it. So let's move on. Um, <laughs> it would it would just be dark as opposed to like being like, haha, this is. A funny joke. Um, so yeah, let's move on. Uh, well, actually, Larry, do you have any funny ideas? Mine is a warp science fiction thing that I'm not even going to go into. All right, gotcha. All right. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's 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 got uh, androids and telepaths and AIs that are smarter than the androids and the telepaths. And uh, yeah, never mind. Ah, so, all right. Is this a situation where like uh, AI just like completely replaces humanity? Well, they started, and then the AIs got together one day and decided they didn't need humanity anymore because they could replicate themselves, and that's when the war started. So, Larry, I uh, I have a uh, lore document for a video game you may enjoy uh, called The Signal from Tolva, uh, which is essentially that, mm-hmm. <laughs> where it where the AI uh, don't necessarily act maliciously towards humans. It's just that the AI becomes so advanced that we're not really worth thinking about anymore. So mostly we just are <laughs> annihilated due to neglect. Well, which it, I think is worse than just being actively targeted. Well, the the thing is on this deal is um, the creators of the AI realize what the AI are doing and finally throw inhibitors in, but some of the uninhibited AIs escape to space 
and design their own battle fleet to come back to defeat the humans. And when they get back, they realize that the humans have realized that everybody can live together. So they accept to be modified, but they never are completely modified. <clears throat> Sorry, right, this is getting way more complicated than either of our ideas. So, 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 you, so, you, so you have a, so you have, for instance, you have a ship's AI that is actually controlling the ship, but will accept the human's input, and if they don't like it, there's an argument that ensues. Yeah, well, I've been yeah, writing about yeah, it this, for 10 years. No, yeah, you're doing the opposite of what you're supposed no, to. You're so, making something good. Yeah, so the point the point of this exercise was to make the most hateable anime you could think of. Um, yeah, Fractal. something that something that is specific. Okay, so it already exists. <laughs> yeah, it already gotcha. exists. It All already right. exists. Wait. Well, I, I, I guess at least you know what your enemy is, so yes, that's I, some comfort. Yes, I do. Friend, friend, friend got to be friended. Alright, so that is uh, that is the last Twitter question yeah, I have. Yeah, uh, really yeah, ended sorry, on a high note know, there. Any more questions, sir? Uh, nope, we uh, we are all done. Uh, so uh, thank you all for uh, sending in your uh, tweets to me. Uh, and uh, thank you all for joining me again. Uh, next time, what are what do we want to do next time? Uh, actually, did, we should start. We should next time. We should uh, next time. We should start with the uh, start with the spring season. Yeah, because yeah. We probably the, uh, should. The, by the time we by the time we record next uh, by the time we record next week, the uh, spring season will have started. Actually, it already has started. Next, the, next some of the first week or next two out. weeks? One week or two week? Uh, two weeks. Yeah. Also. Let's see here. Also, did Heaven's Feel Two is yeah Heaven's Feel Two is I think out. Oh wait, no, it's not. That's those are cam rips. Never mind. Yeah, the, forget that. <laughs> yeah, the movie is yeah, like we're, the we're, movie's we're the movie, not doing. Yeah, the movie's like in limited release right now, but uh, but that's it. Yeah, we we ain't doing no cam rips. Um, so <clears> yeah, we'll we'll save that for later. I I I always. It's interesting because, like, whenever I think, like, oh, I totally forgot about this thing. Did it already come out already? It, like, half the time, the answer is, yes, you should have reviewed this, like, five months ago. Months ago, Or, no, it won't come out until five months later. Try and remember that. The nice thing I like about what cam rips I've managed to see is not only is the video quality lacking, but the girlfriend's commentary is hilarious. Oh yeah, no cameras are great. They're <laughs> no, please, please no. do not sue us. We don't actually think cameras cameras are great. I'm That's being right. Oh God, was I? Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, cameras uh, are what they're what what it, they're a rip. Yeah, so if off. you would anyway. like to send us uh, comments or questions, uh, you can do so uh, by commenting. Um, Adding a comment on our blog at projectharuhi.net uh, or at pro- or at uh, You can also send us an email at uh, bakacast at projectharuhi.net or uh, you can tweet at me at stiltsthegm. And you can tweet me at deathslinky. Yeah, I have only like 12 followers. Know. Please give you me You know help. where to find me. Under a yes, rock. Yes, please follow Ben. Yeah, follow Ben. He's yeah. under a rock with me. 
Yeah, d- don't follow Larry. He likes to be left alone. I promise I'm you, under a rock. you follow me more. <laughs> I don't tweet. Uh, I don't so, like uh, also... Also, yeah, I'm just going to plug it one, one more time. Uh, yeah, definitely check out Gotcha Journalism. Um, I will yeah. probably like the, be releasing the, 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 the second website, episode before this too. one comes out. Uh, so, yeah, if you're interested in hearing me and my uh, you know fellow host, Sierra, talk about Gotcha Games, uh, definitely give that a shot. Because uh, the most recent recording we did was about the "Is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon?" gotcha game, which was an experience. Huh. Here's the question: uh, Did it actually happen? <laughs> oh, that's right. There, yes, I, I do. See, I, I do remember. Yes, there was a game of of yeah, published it? by Crunchyroll. You know, I actually kind of like the anime. You should probably you should probably just stick with the anime then. Hey. To be honest here, oh, that's exactly what that's that exactly the, what I'm doing. You're trying to tell us that the game is like a vacuum cleaner with a new bag and a belt and a long extension cord. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, anyway, I think, we should, I think we better stop while we're behind. Yeah, definitely. Uh, ben, Dustin, three, two, one, Kiribush. Ta-ta for now. Watch anime, play games, stay away from TV, TV bad.